Hello. Hello. We're back. Yeah. In the first time in Between the Ears podcast history, we recorded and then deleted it. We had to start over. There was a lot. While you don't know what I am, you're welcoming you for, you're welcome. Because... It was I think in your words, this is an absolute mess. That's what you said when we were recording. <laughs> so maybe we'll... I don't know. Did you delete it? Oh, I deleted it. Oh, it's okay. burned. I was going to say, it could be oh, fun. No. Maybe is there video or... No, I'm saying... There's no evidence. There's okay. no evidence. There's there's nothing. We're just... We'll just paint the picture. There were two dogs. There was... There was just a lot. Happening. It was a mess. It was yeah. an absolute mess. So they're right now probably tearing apart our room. They're eating the wall, okay. likely. But at least you it's don't fine. hear it and they're not... But the listeners come first. Yes, it's about you. Yeah. So today we're talking about a hot topic. I'm going to introduce it. Please. Taking the floor. I feel like this is kind of, this is definitely one that's, um, that has the potential to be deep, but it's more so about CrossFit. Like, yeah. Where, as affiliate, you know, we are a 10 year plus affiliate. And with, like anything, things evolve. We are evolving. I think we've recently kind of embraced that and worked out sort of what is it exactly that we feel needs to specifically change in that evolution to extract the best of CrossFit um, and also provide people with the best in increasing their fitness, which is what the point of our business is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. Like what, what are we changing? Why, what are some of the pitfalls and what are some tools to have people move forward in what is CrossFit in 2019? Yeah. And if somebody just, if somebody's not a CrossFit Marstown member, Sure. What do you what, what what do we hope to provide them with? Yeah, I th- I think for someone that's not a member of our gym, the hope is to educate. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe at their gym there's some things that like, oh, okay, yeah, I really I'm identifying that as something I'm relating to and providing them with some tools to um you know, work around work around. Yeah, or maybe have a conversation with a yeah. coach or gym owner or um, whatever. And then also, like, there are some things that we offer outside of the gym that people could take advantage of that are not in physically close to us. Um, and, and probably other people do. So, like, maybe that is the option, whether it's us or other people. There are services for people to kind of marry, like, what you might be doing at your current gym that you love, the community, all that great yeah. stuff. But, like, ah, uh, there's something that's not quite right and i don't want to just it doesn't have to be black or white sure yeah and so for that they can you know reach out yeah yeah okay cool well you're on a roll so how do you want to start let's start in 2008 oh my god really (laughs) no um not really (laughs) i think one of the things to say like up front is and and we started our last version of this podcast yeah went downhill from there was that like CrossFit has and does really change people's lives. Yes. That is an expression that resonated with me like from the first level one I participated in 
And I felt it for myself. I've experienced it. I've, yeah. you know. Same here. So that's incredible. And I think, you know, there's there's so much value to what happens with CrossFit. I think there's a special something that happens with the community. You know, we, we do a lot of um, interacting with members. We try to get a lot of feedback from members. We're always asking questions. And one of the things that is very consistent is there's a unique something yeah in quotes that happens with that group yeah and that's a positive yeah and that also happens at other affiliates yeah i mean you ask anybody you know and this is one of the things that's amazing about crossfit is when you look at programming or people say like oh that gym has terrible programming or their space is kind of not so great um you know, and, and I'll say it, there's a gym around the corner from us that's on the third floor. Yeah. Uh, I have not been in there. No. But small facility, you have to climb stairs that aren't, I don't think, in the best shape. The coaches maybe don't have as much credentialing experience, education. Those people yep. love that gym. Yep. They're not coming to our gym looking at it and saying it's bigger, it's got more equipment, there's more experience, like... They love their gym. Yeah. And that's true of every CrossFit gym. There's a community yeah. and that's really special. Yeah, totally. But we're saying you can kind of have that and also make it really effective. Because I think what happens, and we've experienced this, is when it's not, at some point that only goes so far. Because when now you're going to a gym, most people come to us because they want to increase their fitness. They're right. coming to us for fitness. Yes. Now, the the community, the people they meet, that, that can help. Like, yeah, I wasn't going to come this morning, but now my friends go. I love coming. I love that environment. But if the fitness isn't happening, that's only going to take them so far. And then they're going to say like, and what is funny is when it doesn't become a fit anymore, they still have that community of friends. They're seeing them outside the gym and they're saying, they might say like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try spinning. Yeah. And now they've won the community piece. They have their friends. But they're no longer going to your gym. Sure. That's what we're saying. Like, okay, we that, that doesn't really make sense. It can be a win-win. They can come for the community. They can also actually right. so, extract yeah, fitness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are some of the things we're seeing or we've implemented? What are some of the pitfalls, I suppose, or things that we've seen have to evolve as, as we go on? And we've had 10 years now of experience with running a CrossFit gym. And that things were implementing. Yeah. So from my perspective, um, maybe it's because I default to research. Maybe I play things a little conservatively um, and whatnot. But what I see is people skipping over absolutely critical fundamental steps in athletic development. Because we are going to ask people to do, at some point, higher level skills mm-hmm. with, in some cases, external load um, in an environment that promotes speed okay. and possibly, and, and competition okay. often, whether that's directly or indirectly or with others or with yourself. That is playing with fire. So can you give an example, a specific so for someone to understand what you're talking about. 
The kipping pull-up is the easy one. That's low-hanging mm-hmm. fruit. And it's like, okay, hey, you're going to, you know, create force at the shoulders and the hips to propel yourself above the bar, but you can't hang from the bar in an active position or do a do strict pull-up, pull okay. right? Yeah. There's that. But then there's other things like, and, and I think that that's, people can understand that one. Mm-hmm. But there's other things like, Take a squat, for example. Mm-hmm. We put weight on our back and and do a squat. And what really happens is we lower our center of gravity. And by we, bending our knees. By bending our knees yeah. and we raise it. Yeah. That's not a squat. Right. The squat was not designed to just be a little spring. A knee bender. A knee bender. Yeah. So what, when I view, when I look at people move and... And this is a function of playing at the super high levels of of uh, soccer and you know training and being exposed to some amazing coaches and a lot of research and, a, and a, yeah and a lot yeah. of research and experimentation right. and studying and you know just sure. being viewing myself as a professional. We have to look at what we're asking the body to do, mm-hmm. and so how the body moves is going to drastically dictate how the body moves and what is actually being used to get the body to move. Yeah, what is the right. body views? My issue with CrossFit is that task accomplishment has been prioritized over how we complete the task. The what, you see it, it checks the box. The what has been accomplished, how is kind of not as important. Right. So right. it used to be whatever, technique versus intensity. Then they kind of changed it to, to technique and intensity. Mm-hmm. But the technique piece is where we're talking about that's up for debate because is technique, and this is something, you know, we talk about Strongfoot a lot. They talk about intention over position. So if someone, athlete A, their hip crease is below the knee mm-hmm. and they look relatively like they're not falling forward, but generally speaking balanced, mm-hmm. that checks a box. But do we actually know if they're really engaging the backside of their body, their hamstrings, if they feel it. I mean, I remember doing a sandbag squat one of the first times when you were teaching me that, and you asked me, don't you feel this in your hamstrings? And I said, no. Right. And then the other day, now that I've been doing it and I understand it more, I thought to myself, how the hell did I not feel this in my hamstrings? Because now I've... So it can look a certain way, and that's what you're saying, like task accomplishment. Points of performance right, is a checklist for movement. And I find, I do not believe in living life via a checklist. Mm-hmm. I think it, 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 it's just not the way to do it. Yeah. So, perfect example. I was teaching 5 o'clock class Tuesday night. Yeah. And told people, like, believe it or not, the value of a lunge is not your patella hitting the ground. Is not your kneecap hitting the ground. Sure. There's not some magical thing that happens mm-hmm. when your kneecap hits the ground. That's like, check, lunge. However, anybody that's done a lunge before will probably say like, oh, my knee has to hit the ground. How many people that are that do CrossFit did the open a year or two ago might have had one of those reps where you're like, ooh, I know my kneecap didn't hit the ground. I wonder if my judge saw it. Or like, oh, I'm going to redo it because my knee didn't hit the ground. Right. It's the standard. 
it's a standard. It's a it's a it's a way to equalize right. all movement and all humans and all humans, and that is ridiculous. Right. Utopian societies and things don't work and are awful. Mm-hmm. So we cannot equalize movement when every single person is right. a unique little snowflake. Okay, so I think this is like a little bit of a tangent because then it it does sort of start to have that bifurcation is that the word yeah i really like that word don't use it of crossfit as a fitness regime for people yeah in the crossfit games yes at the crossfit games sure they have to have a standard otherwise it would be very hard to say this person did the same amount of work the same movement that is two totally different things yeah so sure and those people most of them also have more athletic extract they're extracting all that they're not they've been through a lot of experience to get there i think one of the things you're saying though to go back to why we initially started discussing this is so people come in and what we're saying is regardless of if they do crossfit or spinning or whatever their choice of exercise is new people that come in the door the win for them what we're what we're first looking at Mm-hmm. isn't their nutrition like there's things that if we had an ideal world yeah. we would do but the reality is what we know is the priority for people coming in who are new to exercise is just to get them in the door yes and get them consistent yeah. this is what i do now i'm a person that like people like us do things like this isn't that like a seth godin yeah. thing so like i'm now a person that goes to the gym yeah i do that yeah what happens in the gym is less important yeah. At that point. Yeah. So we skip over, like for someone like that, the priority is... Somebody little... that's never worked out before. Yeah. Right? They've never worked out before. They've never really played a sport and mm-hmm. they want to make a change in their life. Yes. The environment is the biggest factor. The the the, uh, the culture that we establish. Yeah. The fact that they go to a physical brick and mortar mm-hmm. place with other people in a supportive environment. Yeah. Is way more important than the details of what's happening than the, the yeah. than the than the program. And, and of I would a say workout. even someone that has maybe exercise, but it's not working. They're looking for a change. Same thing in the CrossFit. It's something like, wow, I really like this place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we do skip over, like that's goal one. And the challenge we have is, yes, athlete who comes in, new person, new member, you know, doing burpees. Yeah. Okay, they might have zero upper body strength yeah very poor shoulder position but they're gonna do a burpee a burpee is a simple movement yep for them fast forward what we're identifying is like okay now they're coming they're consistent at some point we have to we have to go back and we have to now talk about like let's talk about your shoulder strength let's talk about that position and what we find is that's kind of not necessarily happening, I think, in big CrossFit. CrossFit generally, affiliates, whatever. I think someone might say as devil's advocate, well, that's why you have like a foundations program. Sure. That is false. You are not yeah. improving someone's shoulder strength, position, whatever, in four, eight, 12 sessions. Yeah. That is, that is a years. 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 Yeah. One is like the awareness. Where's your yeah. proprioception? Like yeah. this is your shoulder. This is your elbow. Like. That's the level of which most people are at. Yeah. Now, how do we engage this muscle? Like this is stuff that takes a long time. Right. 
So what we're finding is that piece is kind of missing. And it's also not, oh, okay, just do a strength workout before every Metcon. No. It is teaching someone how to actually use their body, teaching them engaging, teaching them, having them go through it. And it doesn't necessarily mean throwing them a barbell, showing them a movement and saying load up. And it also doesn't mean pulling out the mus the musculoskeletal right, the an- diagram and, chart. and put them yeah in a and p class like that's not because then right. it's like good you're going to talk to then no one. they don't want to come anymore no they no don't want to go to university right. so that's the trick of like okay so how do we if we're talking we've used this analogy of like a house before like you've sold someone on the house like they're excited about this new house they're gonna have yeah and you kind of sold them on like I think probably if you're a good real estate agent, I don't know much about this, but if Go I was on. a real estate yes. agent, how would you sell sell me a house? Right I now? would sell it on like all the like, well, aside from the. Actually, this does work. So you're gonna sell that person on what it's gonna mean, what that house is gonna be like, right? Oh. Like all the memories you're gonna have, and this is where you can make breakfast at the, with the kids yes. and chat with them after school. Okay, you're also probably gonna say like, look at this, these aesthetic features. This is yes. great. Look at these floors. Look at the painting color you're going to pick. Blah, blah, blah. The yes. light, the way it comes in. And now a person's like, yes, I'm uh-huh. in. I love it. I love this house. But like, if we, but like, what's the structure of the house like? You know, so now they're in the house and they're like, ah, like the, but there's like a crack in the wall downstairs. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's like, well, yeah, we do need to actually. Fix the most structural right. things. You can live in this house, make these memories, but yeah. if the wind gets above 35 miles an hour... It's going to fall It's going to fall over. Yeah. yeah, we can't do that. So... I don't want to buy this house. I think... Right. So I think it's like... What would have to happen is like you get that person in. Yep. We're going to still get to pick out the pink colors and all that stuff, but we also do need to spend some time. We need to... You can live here, but like there is going to have to be some focus on building that structure because we can't just like not pretend it's not there and paint over it. And so that's, I think where it's so easy to just like, and, and some of that stuff is, um, I think it's the small doses every day. And that's what we're saying. Like, how do you not put someone in? No, nobody wants to go to an anatomy class or still making it consistent every day where they're learning. Um, but you can still have the other parts as well. You're not going to take all that away now. And say, yeah, you have to so move out of the house and we're going to rebuild it. And like that, that's not going to work. Right. So out of the house into the gym. Yes. What we are doing. Mm-hmm. And what we've done this week and we've been talking about for, you know. A lot. A I mean, lot. at nine o'clock at night, it's like, oh my God, are we really still talking about yeah, this? Yeah. And it's that's, been years. Yeah. And honestly, it's been years. Yeah. We are looking at every single movement that we do and we are thinking about the people that trust us with their health or a or a part of their health and sure. take that like that i mean not to be dramatic and i and it doesn't keep us up at night but it has us working late into the night when there's maybe some personal things we could right. be working on instead Sure, and it's it's their not only their and I would say it's not only their health. Like so, people are investing their time, their trust, their money. There's a lot that people hand over to us, and we are the 
what's the word when you're in charge of something like benefit like um what's the word i'm looking for here you're on your own on this one all right whatever we are the people that are responsible for taking that stuff they've handed it over to us and we need to deliver on it and, yeah. and take care of it and and we're the experts sure i think not to go on a tangent but one of the pitfalls of and this could be anything but crossfit gyms in in my experience yeah you found something that worked right hey this is awesome this works and then it's just like autopilot and go yeah and it's very tempting but the fact are you no i'm saying like i I think people are tempted to just say like hey this works and and to kind of turn a blind eye to like, ah, but maybe like things change. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, we could still walk into CrossFit gyms and we have where what's happening. It literally feels like you were just time warped back to 2008 when we didn't know any better or didn't know as much as we do now. And so that's where there's a problem. The fact that like we're 11 years in, we have a lot of education, a lot of experience and we're still changing the game. That is, I think, it has to be the responsibility of a place that's putting up a sign that's saying like, hey, we are going to, you can trust us. Yeah. So I agree. I think that's empty. Okay. Um, and so what we've done, what we've been doing is we've really been taking a very hard look mm-hmm. <coughs> at movements that we do traditionally in CrossFit, mm-hmm. right? And we've been extracting okay what do we what what do we what does this movement mean mm-hmm. not what the name of the movement what's the is. value what's the value what's the ability to execute it well mm-hmm. what's the ability to learn it not at the cost of something what's that's, the risk yeah. yeah what's the risk so the risk versus reward and where does it fit into the overall um picture of for many people who don't have a background in you know, this stuff, improving fitness. So like the shutters and the paint and whatever of the house mm-hmm. while also reinforcing and, and ensuring the foundation is yeah. rock solid. And I will say there is, there are movements that should not be executed. Right. There's movements we've identified that really like we are not going to include them in the programming. Right. And I think one of the things that is, that has been in CrossFit is that intensity get, intensity equals results. Sure. That is not my interpretation. That's of, a, that's, that is the yeah. that is the thing. And um, you're wrong. Like it it, it 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 gets results. They're not always the results you want. Yeah, and it's not all the time. Intensity has value. Yeah. But the notion of all the time, every day, intensity is the only answer. That I think is what you're saying is wrong. Intensity inherently in itself isn't Yeah, if it's all, and of course it's like, oh yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that. But here's the deal. Well, look at CrossFit.com though. Look at CrossFit.com. Currently, if you you haven't looked at CrossFit.com, which has been the mothership of CrossFit. Right. Every night at 8 o'clock. Every night at 8 o'clock, Bill checks. January, they changed the website. Yep. And what's showing up there now, more often than not, is strict movements. There's yep. sometimes 20 minutes of stretching, slips, which are like, you know, controlling Scales, your body in space, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. There is less 
intensity. There yeah. is less Olympic lifts. There is less yeah. kettlebell swings. So what's funny in this conversation is the people that are waving the CrossFit flag, like, yeah, but CrossFit, I'm wondering, have you been looking at what mother CrossFit is even doing? Most are not. Right. So what we're saying is like, there's the movements. So we're looking at those right. and the value and like, where's that, where's that fall into like what we're doing responsibly for people? Um, you know, I think we've always done a good job of trying to, you know, there are CrossFit gyms where you go and they will tell you, here's the warm up. Go ahead. You got 10 minutes. I'm going to start the clock in at 930. Yeah. We've never done that. No. There's a warm up. We use physical therapists. We we draw on all these things to try to prepare people in the best way possible to teach them all those things. Yeah. But we're finding even in doing that, we're like, okay, how can we still do better? And that's what yeah. we're saying. Okay, there's some movements now that we have to have conviction in the same way that we wouldn't find it valuable if people just wanted to do burpees and running all the time. Mm-hmm. We know that we can't there's those people there's people that just want to do heavy back squats all the time mm-hmm. the the direction has to come from what we know is the best thing you cannot waver with what people want and what they think because everybody has a preference at the end of the day we are the people researching this stuff and, and the experts i think the other thing we are have been doing and this hasn't been it's been more recent but we've been doing it for a while now is based on what you're saying about the intensity. Should every day be a Metcon? No. A couplet, a triplet, 12 to 15 I mean, minutes. It could be same. a couplet, it could be a triplet, but it, the metabolic conditioning piece, the, 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 the use of the pathways, no. Right. So what we've done is kind of identify these sort of three to four categories of type of workout. So... There's the metabolic conditioning. There's a traditional sort of, yep, you're going to get your heart rate up, conditioning. Mm -hmm. And that's still three to four times a week. We program that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in that, one of the things you were saying as it relates to movement is if we're saying that, hey, that day, yeah, like intensity might be higher, how are we looking at what movements to choose for those? Yeah, so that's the thing, like, and and I say this all the time, like, where are you going to find your intensity? Mm-hmm. Most of the times with a traditional CrossFit workout or high intensity workout, there's going to be one movement within the workout that you should find your intensity in. Like give an example. Anything row, No, I mean bike, like give a workout. Ski. So like... Helen, perfect example. Okay. Helen, classic CrossFit workout... Three rounds for time, 400 meter run, Mm -hmm. 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull-ups. Okay. All right. Helen is a less than 10 minute workout. Yeah. I mean, the elite people do it in like James Fitzgerald. Remember OPT, the video of him at the old gym doing it? It was like amazing. He did it like 630. People are probably not doing it. 630. Now now any good, like any normal, like not, not a chance in hell going to, well, what was regionals like? 630 yeah. yeah so so you have a run you've got a weightlifting element and you have a gymnastics component mm-hmm. most people 
in the gym, and if they're going to push hard and within CrossFit, aren't going to do a strict pull up. Sure. Right. right. They're going to do a kipping pull up. Do more. They're going to do a time. butterfly pull mm-hmm. up because it's you can do more in less time. Sure. But what you've done in that, the pull-up is not, like the strict pull-up, the butterfly pull-up, and the kipping pull-up, the chest-to-bar pull-up, they're, they're all totally different. Mm-hmm. So your intensity, if I do that workout and I get six and a half minutes, yeah, and I do strict pull-ups, and you do the workout, and you get five and a half minutes, mm-hmm. and you do butterflies, mm-hmm. we got two totally different workouts. Yes. Not because we were 60 seconds apart. Right. So in a workout like Helen, where there's those components, run like you're getting chased. Mm-hmm. Swing the kettlebell intentionally. Don't stop. Do a set. Don't stop. Yeah. And your pull-ups should be good pull-ups that use your back, your lats, not just yes. flying around on the not bar. Just air. Right. So that's what I mean by find your intensity. Mm-hmm. If we say butterfly pull-ups generate intensity, like come on. Punt. Sure. And and again, that's that's back to the games thing. And and you know that I held on to butterfly pull-ups for a long time. Of course yeah. I know. But that's because I think it is that like more intensity is better. Like, well, if I can get more intensity out of the pull-up, I'm going to take it. Um, if I can get more intensity out of, you know, the kettlebell swing by not quite extending my arms, whatever, whatever, I'm going to take it. Like, it's always that shortest path of least resistance to get to that, like, intensity answer. And what we're saying is like, right, that's not, that's not the thing. The other thing we're saying is some of those higher skill movements... If we're saying today is a day where we really do want people to generate intensity, yeah, the safest way to get people the most intensity is not going to be with a high skill movement, a snatch, no. a muscle. And up. it's also like some of the not every movement so should be done fast. Not every and, movement should be yeah. done fast, and the whole thing. And the whole thing with it is like, I don't know. And someone can probably rip me apart on this, but like, so and they much. Might. Yeah, fine. I'd love to have the conversation. With a lot of the highly cyclical movements and, and a lot of kipping, your ligaments and tendons are doing most of the work. Mm-hmm. The hormonal response comes as a result of using the musculature mm-hmm. that that moves the structural system sure. that moves your bones right your fucking ligaments and tendons don't create a hormonal response right so if you were to do something but you can still move like that yes we've said like bending your arm like this which kind of takes us back to like what we were saying about seeing movement i could be bending my arm and you see that my arm is bending right but am i really using my bicep and and can you tell and like no i'm not versus flexing my bicep so right they're two different things and one is extracting benefit to the musculature and one is not right yeah and so that is the thing with intensity as 
it has been defined as force times distance over time right. or just work output. Yes. There is more to it. Yes. And a, an example of what we're saying, a good, I think, easy one for people to understand is the push-up. Perfect. People getting from point A to point B, we've seen many people go from the top of a push-up, a plank, yep. to the floor and back to the top of the plank. Yeah. Not a push-up. Not no. extracting the benefit of the shoulders, the chest, the lats. No. Broken midline. Warming. Yes. Warming. Versus a push-up that's intended to really get a benefit. And I think that's the we've and and I we know I've I struggled to like come on board with this. Like there's such a programming with CrossFit of like, yes, the time and the the speed at which you can get from point A to point B that it does feel like, well, why would I do it that way? It's slower. Well, mm-hmm. why is because the way A, getting it done faster, is not benefiting you mm-hmm. in terms of your fitness. But this, being a slave to the clock is kind of one of the pitfalls, I think. Yeah, so, and there's things within the CrossFit methodology that would help free yourself from the clock. The problem is, and this is over 11 years of affiliate ownership, what we've identified is the human element is going to always, always, always trump Mm -hmm. the doctrine and the manual and what it says. Yeah, it says don't speed. And yeah, the original Glassman thing with the squat, the air squat was to master the air squat before you add load. Yes. But that is a convenient thing because it's not fun to right, do that. Right, but it's that. like, yeah, yeah, we got that, right. but what? But, but there's this thing. Right. And, you know... So we're not saying CrossFit. It's not necessarily... We're not poo-pooing CrossFit. We're saying the expression of CrossFit over the years in the affiliate setting, there are some things that have become pitfalls. Without a doubt. Yeah. And not everybody... To, to, to Back to the previous thing, like, people don't walk into the gym anymore having read the level one manual. Having right. watched right. all like, the wow, videos. Like, wow, I found you guys. Like, remember, it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like, I finally found you. I've been doing this too. Oh, oh my God, there's, right. a, there's a safe house for me to go right. to and we can unite. Yeah. That is that is no longer the case. Right. So, you know, but people sure as heck know what a kettlebell swing is. Yes, and kettlebells are now at 24-hour fitness. Yeah. And with Instagram, like, novelty does not mean effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at this. I'm going to... I'm going right. to put a band around my neck, hold the kettlebell upside down, uh, you know, and it's just like, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? You're a circus animal. Right. So, so I think one, what we're saying, just to kind of keep us not from going totally yeah. off-roading here, is, um, so what we're saying is there's some movements yes. that are more beneficial. There's some movements that we don't feel like really have a place in terms of how much value they offer versus the risk. Right. Um, we're also saying like, okay, this structural piece is important. Yeah, it's of course. important to introduce that. And we're looking at, yes, in the, in the course of a week, not just having everything be like my heart rate got up. I sweated. I moved for 12 to 15 minutes and yes, mm-hmm. I flailed my body around. Okay. So then we have though conditioning workouts yeah. where we try to keep the, you know, the movement's generally a little more simple, less complex. Yeah. And the goal there is to generate some intensity. Right. Then we've introduced the notion of a stamina workout. Yeah. Less about the clock. Usually they're longer. 
They might include some rest. You're kind of moving from one station to the next. It is funny, though, whenever we do these, and we've done them for months now. As soon as it's go, the first round, people just are running. So and the then we're like, hey, it's Tuesday thirty minutes. I coach, yeah, and it was a twenty-five minute workout. Mm-hmm. Teams of three, ten. Teams of four. Teams of four, ten, sandbag lunges. Mm-hmm. Ten and, strict. Dips. And we did them very well. Yes, of course. Ten strict dips, fifty foot reverse sled drag. And then you rest. Yeah, and then someone yeah. rests. Yeah, so first round. Running. Running yeah. to the station. Like, Get there. Oh, my God. Yeah. By the end of it, I'm having conversations with people being like, you know, it's okay to yeah. take a round off. Sure. And the so, week before, you did one where it was 35 minutes. And yeah, people and that. What did I do? I, I coached the one you did with the rope pull and the bike and the yeah, yeah, push, yeah, single yeah, arm yeah. push rows. Yeah. But it's just funny because that's how people initially, like, even still, were so conditioned to like, yeah. okay, go. So anyway, stamina. Yeah. That usually, um, yeah, it's it's generally like less intensity, but more of focus. You're gonna on have to work. Stamina. Though. You are like, working. You have to work. The yes. muscular stamina component of it is such that yes. you have to work, and yes. you have to pay attention to. Right, you have to be engaged, and it's long. So the intensity inherently, yes, it is going to go down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's if you not were to the goal it. to just. You should feel like you are fatigued and just need to go take a nap after. Right. Not necessarily like, wow, I feel like I'm going to throw up or, well, maybe, but I need to like bring my heart rate down. Right. You're just, you're like the stamina stuff kind of also, I did those usually twice a week when I was in special forces qualification yeah. course. And that was, and they were much longer at that point, but it was like, I'm going to basically build myself to where i can keep going forever yeah and be strong and when i get to wherever i'm going sure do whatever my job is gonna be this was not run to the corner and back right right which there's value to this was like i'm going to to never stop working yeah and i think there's also when we talk about the mental component which we did allude to talking about the iron man and stuff like that those are the workouts where you get 10 minutes in, you're like, oh my God, yeah. I still have to do this for 20 minutes. And there's yeah. value to that not being in that 12 minute kind of both physically and mentally. Right. So that's the stamina. Yeah. We, we do that once a week. Yeah. Program once a week. Yeah. And then we have, we'll call it like a strength day, a day that is the priority there is you're going to spend, generally we say 15 minutes on a pressing squatting right. or hinging movement which the only reason we say spend 15 minutes on that is because we only have 60 minutes correct if we and had a longer class yeah, we, it would be great to just right. say like this is all we're going right. to do and depends on the mood as we've identified yeah. pressing is a shorter session than a deadlift and session. here's the thing with that too where the crossfit kind of thing comes into play yes there are crossfit prescribes heavy days yeah, deadlift, five, deadlift. five, 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 five. Like, five that's five, it? Five, deadlift. That's yeah. all you're doing. Yeah. Understood. The doctrine is there. Understood. The people that are going to deadlift are going to be the people that enjoy to deadlift. Mm-hmm. And not don't need to, but the people that really need to deadlift. Hate deadlifting and don't I'm doing like that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I think to punt it and say, then you're not doing a good enough job educating people. No. You're not doing a good enough job paying attention to human nature. Sure. It's, I mean, and that's all of us. Like there are things that we all prefer and don't prefer. And are you good at them? Are you not good at them? And all that. So 
on those days though i think it's important to identify that's where kind of that structural piece for us we identified as a day for people that are maybe good at deadlifting or strong enough that is a day they can really perform and execute a strength day where they are moving loads people that are newer that's a day and i think you coined the phrase movement exposure they're getting exposed to that movement and it's super valuable and something that will translate into obviously everything else they're doing but to just say that this is a heavy day for people in the in the general population of a gym that doesn't make sense because it's 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 individual specific this is a really out of breath day sure like for some people it might be like no hey check it out like yeah. And there's been and our something to move program is has been great with this where it's like, look, the fact that you are here right. is a major victory. If it is a major victory that you're here and you had a crazy day, didn't get a lot of sleep, super back. stressed, yeah. been in the car for two and a half hours. Yeah, just move. Because we know what happens after 20, 30 minutes of moving, blood's flowing, endorphins are going. You're also in this environment that we that has been created, which facilitates transformation. That's good for today. Yeah. If you're out of breath, if you could read a magazine during it, or if you could have a conversation with your partner rowing during it, that's great. Yeah, that that that's great. Right. So individual specific. So that's what our strength day is, and we do. And again, this is like okay. So we usually followed up with something that is generally not for time, Mm -hmm. but offers a little reinforcement, a little practice of that movement in some way. So if today, today we have a push press at the gym, but then following it, there's a Z press, there's a plank and there's a little bit of a bike. Right. And then we kind of have like a flex day that this is sort of evolving still. We had some days that were strictly endurance. What we like about that is someone can come in who feels really good. It is low skill. They can like really get after it, produce high intensity if they need. Yeah. Or it could be like, wow, it's a minor miracle. I'm here. Right. And you're just like, hey, just breathe. And like you said, read a mat, like have that magazine pace. Right. It's, and it's also intentionally not loading. Yeah. Not, it's a deloaded day. Yeah. So like, yeah, the world's greatest back squatters could have perfect mechanics. The fact that they are squatting a thousand pounds, their spine is yeah. still going to feel the impacts of that. Right. And they do it and they have cores that are you know tree that are you know incredible so the amount of loading we are putting onto our our joints or our soft tissue that you need a day you need a day away and what we know is there are people that are coming a lot so being responsible to program that and and we've kind of started to add this notion of like the, the the bodybuilding stuff like there's some value to isolating certain muscles right. working those so that's a day that kind of can also we we can kind of you know alternate that so what we're saying is it's a lot we we think about what the movements are that really add value now how we're structuring the programming and we do rotate all those days so it's not like every tuesday is stamina because we want people with their schedules to be in the course of a month not just ending up hitting if I come Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and those are always this, 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 that's limiting. Yeah. And then we're saying um, the structural piece. We're starting to include that sort of in the warm up, mm-hmm. um, trying to extract like something more structural that is necessary to, to execute something that's maybe a little more complex that's coming up in the workout and using that for people to build 
Yeah, those just elementary foundation. foundation. Yeah. I can tell you to get your knees down, your heels out, your toes pointed, all that stuff. But like, if you don't know how you to use your split. hamstrings, who cares? Yeah. And it's yeah. not a function of you not hearing. Right. So that's kind of how we're looking at the gym. What our sort of methodology is, I think our Motown methodology, like how we see it. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that, you know, we'll, I think there's certainly people that are bummed like, Hey, I just want to snatch yeah. on Monday, hang clean on Tuesday. Yeah. For sure. Heavy kettlebell swing overhead on Wednesday. Yeah. And then kipping, I want to do muscle ups and whatever. And handstand push ups and pistols. And yeah. what we're saying is we're not judging those people. No, of course we, not. We, I get it. And we do have open gym times. You know, that's a topic too that I remember like open gym, not open gym. Like, oh, like you have to do this programming. We're kind of saying like, hey, if there's stuff you're doing that you really want to do, if you're following. ham plan if you're following some other thing that's very crossfit centric great we are providing time equipment space for you to do that right um so there is that but from a what we're going to program for what we think and what we've experienced for ourselves is getting us fitter yeah yeah. i mean that's what's funny like we hadn't moved a barbell in six months we went and did a barbell workout you did very well with it it was the standard workout from the games I didn't find it as challenging as like the sandbags. I didn't get as much value out of no, it. No, So what we're saying is it's not just like all of a sudden we're for no reason anti-barbell. We're not anti-barbell. There's value to it. There's we're saying things. there's things that are better. better if we want to say like, and I remember, you know, the CrossFit level one. Hey, if we found out, and this is a quote, that roller skating and hula hooping was going to get you fitter. We would throw all this away and we'd all be roller skating and hula hooping. And mm-hmm. that's what you would see on the main site on Monday. Mm-hmm. Are we actually doing that? Or are we are we as a community married to like, no, 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 no. It's got to be the hang clean with a barbell. Well, we're well, saying I mean, if you were, I don't, no one knows. But if you were to look at CrossFit.com. Yeah, they're hula hooping and one, roller skating. 119. Right. They're hula hooping yeah. and, and roller skating. And so we're saying, yeah, we do believe that. And we do, ironically, I feel like we are um committed to what that doctrine is and so for us what we're finding what we've been experimenting with and you more so than me for years now yeah and now we're saying okay like it wasn't like a week of doing sandbag squats we're like oh this is so cool we're gonna do it no this has been years of experimenting and saying okay from this experience from that experience from all the stuff i've i've put myself through as a guinea pig yeah now we are saying, yeah. yes, we know this is valuable and we're going to present it. We have a responsibility to bring that to our gym members. If we didn't, you know, I was talking about this with um, Dave Thatcher, who does Raw Thing. And we were talking about just the challenges and the of our position. And I said to him, it's kind, and he does work that is painful. Yes. I mean, there's a degree of pain, but it is not comfortable. No. Now. It would be like people, him saying, I'm just going to do massage because it's people like that more. Like massage is, you know, it's, there's people that are asking me like, oh, don't you do massage? When he really believes that like maybe massage isn't really what's going to help this person. Yes. And he's a healer. Yeah. So there's a conflict there, internal conflict. And that's kind of what we struggled with. Like we cannot just turn the other way and say like, even though we know what's 
best. Like that's our job is to be responsible to the people that are entrusting us and yeah. to deliver that. And I would also say, you know, for people who are either obviously members of, of Motown or if you're not a member mm-hmm. and let's just say you're, you know, wherever, California. If you feel conviction on doing something, let's take the snatch because it's a great example. Yeah. And the snatch is something that prior to CrossFit, mm-hmm. nobody did this. Olympic lifters did. Yes, Olympic yes. lifters did. And the United and the USAW should write CrossFit a big old check every year because yeah. the reason they're relevant and the reason they're afloat today is one hundred percent. And Coach Bergener would say the and same Coach thing. would say the yeah. same thing. Of course, the like the people holding on would say, no, it's not from CrossFit. Right, right. CrossFit also has the same people holding on. Yeah. Anyway, nobody did the snatch. Olympic lifters did the snatch in. Yeah, it was it. not fitness. Now people do the snatch. Right. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing this. Okay, fine. Cool. It's nice to learn new things. You're also doing it in a totally different context mm-hmm. than somebody in Coach B's garage where it's like, yeah, hey, you're going to snatch a fucking broomstick for three years first. Yeah. Now talk to me about how much sure. you want to snatch. But people have the ability, especially if they have any sort of strength background, not a crazy amount of strength, but people understand and they have the ability to take the barbell from ground, mm-hmm. heave it over their head, and they call it a snatch. And it's like, I did the snatch. And they likely get celebrated. Mm-hmm. So there's positive reinforcement. And now we're saying, like, hey, yeah, the barbell snatch in a general fitness program, so far low on the priority list. Right. It it's actually off the off the list. Yeah. Like Not if you list. so if you really want to get better, then you wouldn't do that. And it's like, yeah, but the snatch, I have such, I have my principle about doing the snatch. And it's like, okay, if you feel that, Mm -hmm. that goes both ways. Because then I would tell you, let's really look at your movement under the guise of like through principle and through feeling strongly about something like the eyes of olympic lifting and if you're gonna do that movement right and if you're gonna say if you're gonna defend the snatch then let's take a look at it and most people they're heaving the bar from the ground to the overhead it's not so don't tell me you want to do a snatch when i see you when your back looks like a question mark Mm -hmm. you're pressing the bar the bar up it's you catch it with bent elbows and you punch it out in front of you then you start to drop the bar before your knees are fully extended. Yeah, yeah. That is not a snatch. Okay. You've moved the bar and you've done something, but that's not a snatch. Same thing with the jerk. So I was recently at the Active Life Seminar. Mm-hmm. So many people, participants, talking about how their shoulder hurts during jerks. And it's like, yeah, right, because you probably don't jerk. The jerk is catching the bar with fully locked out arms. Most people press it out. The hang clean, no. Most people just heave the bar. Mm-hmm. You don't use the, the the hamstrings, the glutes, and some of the some of the erectors to do that. And you see these games athletes cycling a hundred and fifteen pound bar, and it's like, yeah, because they can do that. That is a forearm workout for them. Right, right. For you, it's not. So, I think the thing for us to all look at 
and and honestly, and this is where some of the mindset comes into it with your having intention and mindset with your fitness. Mm-hmm. Look at your movements. Look at the ones you love to do. Maybe the ones that you're like, eh, all right, Bill and Kay, like pound sand, I'm still going to snatch. Mm-hmm. Look at the ones you hate to do. Mm-hmm. And just look at why it is you What's like your to relationship do them. to them? What, yeah. yeah, what is it? Do you fully understand it? Would you be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to master this movement in the mm-hmm. next six months. And as a result, not do these other movements. Right. Because we all have, I mean, that is something CrossFit does talk about. You cannot have it all, all at once. We've, we all know that. Right. Yeah. And I think some of it is, um, yeah, just it's a simple thing too of like, great, people want to get a handstand push up. Okay, like you can get that handstand push up today and continue doing it. And, and it's a 50 50 shot of if your shoulder goes bye bye. Right. Or you can like build the strength, really do the homework because you really want that handstand push up. And then when you get to the point where you can do it and execute it properly, right. now you have it and you can add that to your toolbox. So we're not saying. That the handstand push-up is inherently just like a terrible, horrible movement. It's just that people are taking that shortcut there. And and in the context of the gym, in a group setting, the benefit of the group is the camaraderie, the energy. Yes. The downfall is you cannot, and it's not a function of like, I'm a really good coach or I'm not a really good coach. If the, the degrees of people's shoulders at that point... I can't possibly in an hour long class no. and teaching a workout and a warm up and whatever deal with everybody's unique situation of their shoulder to identify what they need for the handstand pushup. No. So that brings You're not, us. Nobody's that good. Right. So then on the other side of things, one of the things I think we're introducing and trying to continue to have people ask the question about is, and we've said this for a long time, like really grasping like more is not more. Mm-hmm. You know, finding these different... More like, is not better. Right. Also. More is not better. Like, And looking at, like, what did my week look like? Is it all the same? You know, Anthony, our PT, um, sends out every our newsletter. He contributes something. And he showed me yesterday this awesome write-up he's done on recovery. And kind of like, yeah, if you're hitting that same Metcon every day and you think that's your max, it's actually not. Because right. you're never fully recovering so now you're kind of you're robbing yourself of the potential to actually go harder so having that differentiation not every every day shouldn't feel the same when you come into the gym so we're trying to educate people on that and by way of stamina strength like we're yeah. kind of pushing people into those shoots yeah but also trying to get people to connect with like an honest look at the factors they're coming into the gym with so like right. you said stm something to move really trying to honor what they need not get carried away with the class not get carried away with the energy not feeling like intensity is always the answer trying to connect with like if i'm stressed if in my case i need seven days off to recover from what i did you know a couple weeks ago with the race like really honoring that and not fueling that addiction to just coming into the gym and having it be this means to an end yeah so that's part of it yeah yeah and you're gonna learn so much more about yourself as a result of looking at how you show up or how you yeah. come into or yeah. how you approach your fitness 
and it might and you might question some things like that's the thing about this like yeah the people that have been um members for 11 years can very easily look back and be like hey but we did we that, did that. Yeah. And we're like yes we know right and what we're saying is we've been paying attention we've been learning we've been and evolving, we've evolved yeah and we've been getting better right. and you know we also used to smoke cigarettes on airplanes crazy yeah. right so you know did that... you ever smoke cigarettes on airplanes no i'm not okay. as old as you are okay um <laughs> so it's funny so just one other thing what we're also doing mm-hmm. through some of our components the structural stuff specifically and some of the movements mm-hmm. is that we are both elevating fitness and improving areas of the body that have traditionally not been improved upon they've been ignored through yeah either any movement or through the actual workout mm-hmm. and an example of this is me and my hips yeah i've had a little back stuff i was a soccer player i i had a, a an aggressive singular single leg plant plus a rotation torque and just unleashing movement every time in the on the kicking same movement side. a billion times yeah. yeah my hips have been a little off back injuries crazy stuff in the military blah 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 my hips feel great my hips feel really really good mm-hmm. now one of the assessments we did at the active life thing was for hips and you know i had probably eight people or five people or however many people come through and assess and like wow your hips are your good. hips are great. Yeah. Like what you must you must do a lot of str- you must do a lot stretching. of stretching oh mobility. No. I said no. I they're like they're like no. Like but you're like a strong like you're like a bigger guy. I said yeah. I, I squat a heavy sandbag like once a week. Right. And they were like say what now? I'm like yeah. I squat a right. heavy sandbag for reps multiple like one at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for almost three years now. Yeah. And it was like huh. Right. It's like yeah, the rubber band and the and the and the stretching, while they have some value, they're it's also something that like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm also by doing that sandbag squat. Getting more other things out of it. Yeah. 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 And so that's one of the things right. that we're really excited about providing. Sure. And is... and you've said there's areas that get neglected, like and I can't remember what it was I was watching or but, you know, yes, the back side of the shoulder, like in cross, if you're not doing a lot of strict pull-ups, you're not activating like that part. Like there's certain parts of the body, if you're not paying attention to them and not specifically working them, that just kind of get the, the, the smaller muscles, yeah. like they're just not getting as much attention, single yeah. leg stuff. So yeah. we're trying to round it out. I will say the other, the last thing to kind of finish it off with is the notion of fun. So that's like a thing that comes up. Like, is it fun? Yeah. And I think, you know, sort of to play off like what you said, like looking at your relationship with fitness and, you know, one of the things I think was fun when I look back at 2008 was like learning. Like people like, this is fun because it's new. Yeah. Like, wow, I've never done this. I've never felt like this. That's kind of like some of the the fun. I think some of the fun is the camaraderie, the community. Um, and sure, some movements, like, and I've always had this relationship with mm-hmm. it. Like, I want it to be fun. I want to do stuff I like. Yes. We're not saying we're going to just now make this all homework and, like, 
Right. You know, like... Yeah, high-level training. Right. Yeah. There's definitely, and those Metcons, and they're, they're certainly fun. We're just saying there's a balance. Yeah. It can still be fun, and look at how you're interpreting it. If the only things you're going to allow yourself to have fun with are, you know, your little list of the things you like to do, no matter what you're doing, CrossFit or otherwise, that's going to be limiting. Yeah, so, and I think looking at that, like, how do you... Because how I describe... How, how well, I... Well, you don't know what fun is, so we can't really... You don't have fun. I have fun. So, um, but yeah. What so I'm saying just, is look at, just like be curious with yourself. Look sure. at like, hey, I think this is fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is it mm-hmm. that you find fun? What does fun mean to you? Right. What are some factors at play that, that allow you to have fun? Because And within fitness because fun on a Friday night for some people, it might be like going to the movies. Yeah, but- fun in fitness would be like, oh, it's fun for me to go and challenge myself. It's fun for me to learn something new. It's fun for me to achieve something I didn't achieve and feel good. There, there are different definitions of fun. Your and fitness fun, fun should not be your social fun. Fun is not a feeling. Mm-hmm. Fun is not an emotion. Fun is a thought of <laughs> what? I just pictured you wearing a shirt <laughs> with like fun. And like just the big circle with the X through it. I'm going to make you that shirt. Just fun. No. Anyway. Fun is a construct. It's a four letter word. Fun. Fun, period. Fun is a label. Mm-hmm. Fun is a, is a rational construct. It is part of your rational mind. Yeah. Fun is not a feeling. Fun is not an emotion. Okay. So fuck your fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, that is just something. What I'm saying is look at it. Look at like, and and what I'm asking, why I say that is to say, when you say, hey, that's fun. Peel it back. Peel it back. Peel it back. Then you get to the root though. And then it's like, wow. When you see then this, Mm -hmm. you can take that and you can insert that into other elements. You can recreate those elements. And now you're empowered. And now you have the ability to make fun where you previous, previously thought you cannot make sure. fun. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what we're saying. That's kind of what we're doing. Um, the, the, for people who are listening, who are or are not members of the, the gym, you know, we have the general programming. That is classes. And then we also have some opportunities for people to do some individual, you know, as we said, there is a point at which people... Yeah. Now for individual stuff, if someone has a goal, if someone has limitations, while we can certainly scale and adjust in a workout, we do offer that individual overlay. So yeah, you, you don't more. have to leave the gym. No. You don't have to leave your gym. If you're no. listening, you're like, ah, yeah, like mm, there's something missing, but I really love my gym. Yeah, I need help and guidance. Yeah, yeah. that's that's one of the yeah, things yeah, we yeah. do offer. So we're starting that at the gym. We, we do um, have folks that we... Uh, make adjustments for specifically within that workout that doesn't take them into some whole other workout. It doesn't no. make the coach have to no. do something different, but it's just some small, some guidance for them to really get the most out of yeah. what the gym is offering. So if that's something, or if you're curious or like, Hey, I love my gym, but they're not really doing this. How do I make sense of it? We, we want to help people. Yeah. It's not just about if you don't come to Morristown. Yeah. You're oh, well, yeah. yeah. So that's it. All right. I think it was okay. I think there's a lot there. 
Yeah. And, and we really, you know, I think we've had some questions. Um, we love to like have a discussion and, and there's not one, this isn't absolute. This is right. our, what we've, where we've come to. And, um, so we would love to have people ask questions, be curious about this stuff. You know, we welcome that. Yeah, for sure. So that's it. Cool. A little late, but we're going to get it out. A little late, but we'll put it up. So you can have it on your ride home instead of your ride to work. Um, all right, cool. See ya. Bye.